Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to Sportitics, where sports and politics mix and mingle. I'm Stacey Johnson. Joining me tonight is Oguna, the Nigerian moderate Republican Keith, and my cousin Todd. The NBA and NHL playoffs, 2014 midterm election primaries, the NBA draft, Chinese hackers and Kenyan leaders criticize President Obama first up. NBA... The NBA draft is tonight. Aguna, I'm hoping that the Sixers will get some nice wide wingspan young men. What do you think about what the Sixers are going to get? Yeah, so apparently, so the Sixers have five round picks. I mean, this is this is the time for the Sixers. I mean, they can't get any worse. So the guys they were looking at in the first round, but I, I think I think yeah I think you know we're still been in rebuilding mode for quite some time now you know, since AI, but I mean with those five draft picks, man, we 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 should be able to at least get a foundation, and I don't see us being any worse than we were last year. I mean, what, what was it, 15 games or something like that? The longest, unfortunately, right. But to say, you know, any worse than we were last year, isn't the draft supposed to make sure that we are better than we were last year? Yeah, well, I mean, you always want to be better. But, I mean, the being better than last year is winning 20 games. So, I mean, it's still, unfortunately, the NBA as a whole, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a case of the haves and the have-nots. I mean, most, I mean, you got, especially in the in the East, you only got really two Two big teams. We got, and they're in the finals right now: Indiana and the Heat. And then there's everybody else. So, I, mean, I think the Sixers have at least the, uh, else is right. the the foundation. I mean, yeah. I mean, we knew it all along was going to come down to Indiana and the Heat. It was just a matter of playing out the season. So the Sixers can't get any worse. So hopefully, you know, with these five picks, they'll be able to, you know, to at least get a, a foundation. With them. So, I mean, do we have to worry about necessarily? the Heat or anyone else um, making their team that much more better from this draft? I mean, you know, we have five picks, which is great, but the question for me would become, you know, what does the Heat have? What do the Pacers have? What do the Clippers have as, as far as that's concerned? Well, none of those, well, all of those teams, you don't even have to worry about it because, I mean, as long as they have LeBron, the Heat will always be, you know, at least for the next four or five years, as long as they have LeBron, I mean, they're going to be, you know, vying for a championship. It's just that's the way the NBA is. You have, you know, you have once you get your core. I mean, look at look at San Antonio. They've they've always been in the mix ever since they had Tim Duncan. You know, so it, and it's been like over the last uh, ten some odd years. So until the Sixers, you know, can really get a good core team together, they're going to be on the outside looking in every year. What well, do you think? One person makes the team. Yes, well, in basketball. Yes. Well, no, I don't. I don't think one person makes the team in basketball. But if that one person is LeBron James. I, I, I it helps. 
Uh, you know, right. you, you got a supporting cast around him. I mean, he had, you know, he, you know, he has there are quite a few folks. Supporting cast? I mean, what's Dwayne Wade? Do you think he's a supporting cast? When it comes to LeBron James, yes. But that's a hell of a supporting kidding? cast, right? No, I, mean, I see on. um I see the guy from formerly from Boston, what's his name? He's more of a supporting cast than Dwayne Wade. What's his name from uh he came from Boston he's with Miami now. Oh man, um, I'm looking right at him. Ray Allen? Yeah. Now that's right support there. Ray Allen, that's supporting cast. But I don't well, think I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Cat. So do you think that Miami could win without Dwayne Wade or without LeBron James? If you had to take, if you had to choose who, you know, mm, that's a good I, I think I think they still would win without without D Wade. Hey Wade, yeah. I think they should, they can still win. I mean, well, maybe they're right. just they're just that much better with him. That's why. I, yeah, I would I would I would look at him as the the Scotty Pippen of the crew. Well, then what yeah. about New York? You know, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to jump off of Miami too fast. I was just thinking about um, my girl's husband in New York. You know, Mello. Uh, Mello, yeah. You know, think about him. I don't think he's a, he is almost a supporting cast with the Knicks, but the Knicks haven't really done anything. The Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets is is tearing them up for New York. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know, Brooklyn, you know, they had Pierce, Paul Pierce, on there. They had some good. You know, Kevin Gar- Kevin Gar- Garnett. Um, but yeah, well, see, Melo needs a supporting cast, and he needs a coach. And I don't think they got that coaching situation squared away in New York yet. Yeah, I know they were talking, looking at uh, uh, Carr, Steve Steve Kerr, or whatever. And, but he went. He ended up going to Golden State. So I think, um, yeah, New York needs to. <laughs> they need to get the coaching under under center. And, and I think I don't know is, is he coming back next? I don't know. Is Melo today? Is he right, going to shoot his or something like that. Hey, isn't he uh, going to be I a free agent? I'm not sure. I haven't heard that. I'll look it up while we're talking. Let's look at this 2014 draft order, round one, according to NBA.com. Milwaukee is number one. Philadelphia is number two. Orlando is number three. Utah Jazz is four. Boston Celtics is five. LA Lakers is six. Sacramento Kings seven. Detroit Pistons eight, Cleveland Cavaliers nine, and New Orleans ten. And then New York Knicks. You know the New York Knicks are eleven. I would think they'd be a little bit higher than that. Don't you? Uh, they weren't yeah. even. They, they 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 didn't make the. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, but I would think they'd be higher in the draft order. Do you know what I mean? I would think. You know, since they're not doing that great, oh. they probably have a few picks that they would come maybe before, you know, Detroit or Cleveland or Denver. But New York is number 12, which I'm pretty surprised. Well, I think they were also, they were they were in contention for the eighth seed down the stretch, I think. So, I mean, they weren't too far off um, having a competitive record I mean, for the East, that is. Competitive in the East. Is you know, <laughs> it's just below 500. Right. So this was the NBA draft lottery that was held today. The uh, draft will pro- will be held in New York City June 26. So this was just a lottery to see who was going to get the picks. Right. Sounds exciting. Now let's go to. Um, 
Playoffs. You surprised by the Pacers? Yeah, so, you know, it looks like Big Mike was right when he came for the Pacers. Uh-huh. Man. So yeah, they they got off their deathbed. But, you know, it's not over. Tonight is a pivotal game right here. This this game, too, uh, because all, all Miami needs is one game on the road to kind of put them in a position, you know, to take, you know, to take away home court advantage. So even though they lost game one, tonight you'll really see, you know, whether or not, you know, it's going to be Indiana. Because if Indiana goes up 2-0, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be hard for the Heat. It's going to make it interesting. But if yeah. they tie it up, I think the Heat are going to run away with it. Yeah, I think even if the Indiana goes up to 2-0, the Heat is still going to run away run away with it. I, I, think they're I don't know. What you get, once you get the momentum, though, uh, it's hard to stop it. No, but they got some key players with some serious experience. Miami does. You know, they're not they, – they can lose too, but they're not going to be down and out for the count. No way in the world. And then, you know, you look at um, San Antonio and uh, Oklahoma Thunder. Well, I'm not going to say two, but three strikes you're out. If they lose... Yeah, so, so, yeah, because so if Miami goes down 2-0, right, now, you, now they have to win – in order to stay in it. I mean, they have to win on their home court in order to stay in it, whereas, you know, if Indiana, if Indiana loses, I think, so this, this game, I agree, I think Miami still is not out, but it's going to be real hard. There's going to be a lot of pressure on them if they go down 2-0 in this series. Right. It will be, but if they're back on their home court and they're down 2-0, you know they're winning that game. And then they'll have another game at, at in Miami, and you'll know they won that game, and that'll tie the series up. I don't know. No, 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 a lot of pressure. No, no, no. A lot of pressure. Yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. Are you kidding? Tonight is a pivotal. Tonight is the game. If they lose tonight, I'm going to say they're going to lose the their third game. game. Todd, their game isn't until tomorrow. No. No, no, no the Miami tonight? game tonight. Yeah, the Miami game is tonight. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. The Oklahoma Thunder is tomorrow. I got it mixed up. Oklahoma and um, San Antonio game is tomorrow at 9. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Miami is tonight, 8.30. So I got to hurry up and hang up and get you all off this, uh, this show so I can watch this game. <laughs> Don't use that as an excuse to chase us off the phone. <laughs> you got to talk about natural law. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, all right. What else do we have in uh, sports before we move on? Politics. Todd, anything with tennis? Well, it was a, a championship game today, but it was just uh, one of the smaller games. It was played in um, Italy. And, of course, Serena won. And she beat an Italian player who I can't think of her name. She's a little small girl, but she's good. She got injured today, or at least she acted like she was injured, and she lost, and Serena was the champ. Now, the men, they're still playing, so uh, we don't know who's going to win that one. But uh, the French Open starts tomorrow. I'm not sure if it's tomorrow or Friday. But anyway, French Open starts Friday, so we'll have some news 
uh, next show. Okay, good. And on to my favorite NFL before I just uh, glance over the uh, NHL playoffs because, like I said, you know, the Flyers aren't playing. I, I'm not too interested. Um, Baltimore Ravens, Ravens running back Ray Rice, who you all remember, knocked his girlfriend out and dragged her off of the elevator at the Revel Hotel and Casino in Lack City. And then I don't know if everyone knows, but the next day he married her. The next day... He married her. The yeah, next that's called day. doing it, Kate. That's called doing it caveman style. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he married her. She married him yeah. the next day after mm-hmm. he dragged her off of the floor. He was accepted mm-hmm. into a pre-trial intervention program today that will result in the dismissal of his assault charge if he completes the program. This is according to ESPN.com News Services. The pre-trial intervention program is a diversion program that permits certain defendants, particularly particularly first-time ones, to avoid formal prosecution. He will have to attend the program for for a minimum of one year, if he successfully completes it, third-degree charge of aggravated assault stemming from the incident on February 15th will be dismissed. The arrest would stay on his record, but without the conviction. Wow. Well, is Solange going to do that same program? Is Solange going to do that same program for which she did the Jay-Z? It seems like any elevator attack, you should go through that program. <laughs> I don't know what the laws of the state are in New York. This is New Jersey. It's the laws of the state. Remember, state rights supersede everything else. <laughs> right? State's right. Yeah, we're, not, we're not necessarily going to agree on that one. Depends. But, I mean, come on. What happens in New Jersey, you know, is not the same thing as that happened in Mississippi. And they have a different subculture there, and you know that. So the state's rights are different. Well, should it be? That's that's a question in and of itself. This is why well, I never went along with the state's rights. No, I don't what care what those fathers wanted. I'm not interested in what your fathers wanted. I'm interested in <laughs> intelligent solutions. State's so rights back. has never state's rights has never been good for people that look like you. Okay. <laughs> well. Well, they have and they haven't. I mean, people who look like me are African-American, and I know I'm African-American. But I don't necessarily agree with the total liberal agenda. Who is that? But anyway, we What is the total time. liberal agenda? Fairness, Your agenda. People like you. Equality. Your agenda. Yeah. Fairness and <laughs> equality. Anyway. So does that mean that the states, states' rights, now that they're under a liberal rule, that means that they are okay then, right? So states' rights actually are okay. He doesn't know. He's liberal to think it out. States' rights should have been. Well, he said states' rights were never favoring people that look like us, so I figured, well, uh, with liberal rule as it is today in most of the states, uh, uh, does that mean that the states' rights are still not for us or what? No, they've never been for us and they never will be. Okay. So what do you mean you need the liberal, uh, liberals to be in charge? This I got to What state are you talking about, Keith? 
What do you California mean? California is the place you ought to be. Oh. Okay, what about Texas? Well, uh, Texas is kind of moving left, but it's not there yet. No, it's still on the right. So but I, he just, I was just going by his statement. Rules. He said that all the states, he said states never never were uh, made for us, you know, people like us. So I'm just wondering if even under liberal rule that holds true. I think we should do away with states' rights, period. And I think people who look that like will you never like happen. better. You heard that it, will Duna. never happen. I don't even think Aguna agrees with that. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I don't. <laughs> the NHL playoffs, the Montreal Canadiens versus the New York Rangers. The Rangers lead 2-0. to zero. Um, You know, it's interesting. The Flyers have beat the Rangers and the Canadiens. So I don't understand the Habs, why we can't, you know, be in the playoffs. And then the Chicago Blackhawks, which is, you know, they're just as mean as the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, they're really good as Detroit Red Wings, I think, are good. Versus the Los Angeles Kings, the Chicago Black lead one to zero. So that's it with the NHL playoffs uh, right now. Let's go to the uh, Major League Baseball. Stephen Drew signed a one-year deal with the Boston Red Sox. Um, what's going on with the Phillies? I don't know how in the world. You know, isn't that funny? I go from one team straight to my my home team, Philadelphia. I skip everybody else's team. Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> Philadelphia Phillies, it'd be great if we could get another World Series. Yeah, well, they okay. beat the Reds the other day. They beat the Reds the other day, like 12-1. And then I, I think even though they're at the bottom of the of the division, they're only three games behind the Braves. So, I mean, I usually don't pay attention until after the All-Star break, but I mean, they're, they're still right. I mean, three games, three and a half games back. They're not totally out of it. I think they, you know, they have 19, they have 19, 20 wins or something like that. So, yeah, right, after right, the All-Star right. break, things will get tough. But they're still, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're not, I mean, I don't know. The last, I mean, well, <laughs> I don't know. The last ahead. World Series, we should have, um, I mean, I, we, our pitching and we're still having offensive problems with the Phillies, man. I mean, I don't even though 12-1 against the Reds, you, you wouldn't think so. Right. Today, the Philadelphia is again, uh, playing the Miami, and uh, we're 2-0, to zero, bottom of the first. Oakland against Tampa Bay, top of the second, 0-0. Zero zero. Los Angeles Dodgers versus New York Mets, top of the second, 0-0. Zero zero. Milwaukee versus Atlanta, 0-0, zero zero, bottom of the second. Uh, Toronto versus Boston, Red Sox, top of the second, 0-0. Zero Bottom of the second, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, 0-0. Zero, zero. Top of the second, Detroit and Cleveland, 1-1. One and, one. and end of the second, Cincinnati and Washington. Cincinnati is 1-0. Um, let's move on. Uh, anything else in sports before I move on? Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about that incident that you mentioned, the elevator incident. Now, yeah, with Ray Rice, uh, Aguna, the running back. Yeah, Aguna brought up something uh, that you didn't touch, and neither did Keith. Um, if, in fact, a female did that, should she uh, suffer the same punishment as this boy? Now, he married this girl quite quickly, but um, so I guess she won. But... What should have what happened? What do you mean you guess she won? Punishment? What do you mean you guess she won? She won. I mean, anybody who would marry somebody that 
did that was obviously um, desperate for him. And so she won what she was trying to get, him. That's what I mean by that. Would you tolerate somebody beating you unconscious on an elevator and marry them the next day? No. Oh. Well, then you lose. <laughs> so, wow. what do you think? That's, 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 that's amazing. I don't, I don't know about that one, Ty. That's just kind of... Yeah, that's, 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 that's sexist. Yeah, oh, that's thank a joke. You. Don't be ridiculous. That's a joke. I think the whole thing <laughs> is a joke. For her to marry him is a joke. So, And I don't want to say that people who allow themselves to be beat like that and then continue into uh, that relationship deserve it. I don't want to say that. But what I do want to say is um, she is desperate and in desperate need of mental health. I have to say, that's crazy for her to stay with him. Yeah, but maybe she, maybe uh, it's sort of like your situation where your wife makes more than you. (laughs) (laughs) So therefore, you... There's no way in there his situation. Why would you say that? No, no, meaning that... On the elevator. No, 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 no. Meaning... No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that she, uh, his wife makes more than he does, so sometimes it's just uh, beneficial to stay. And perhaps that's what she's going through. And so she'll take a beating so that she could uh, pay her mortgage. But Todd, that would be contrary to natural law if I did that. I mean, I try my best to blend with natural law. I want to conform and coincide with the laws of nature, nature's God. I mean, that's my whole goal in life. I don't always succeed, but that's what my stri- I strive towards, that higher moral law. So I wouldn't do that, so, my wife. So, um, no, so you're no, talking no, about no. as far as beating a woman, or are you talking about as far as yes. a woman making more than you? As far as beating a woman. Okay. No, I, I'm not right. saying that. You would never do that. I'm saying if your wife beat you, for example, you would stay, correct? Well, I wouldn't let that happen either because by natural law, I can defend myself. That's my right and my duty. Oh, you're right. So if your wife were to slap you across your face or punch you in the face like this boy did, you would do what exactly? Well, I wouldn't necessarily hit her back but uh, for the first time, but if she tried it again, I would certainly be on guard. <laughs> okay. That's the way to All do right, it. Let's move on. Let, let's move on. That's a little boring. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Now, this but you is, never answered, Stacey. Do you think it's yes, right the punishment that he receives? I, I didn't know I was asked that question. Now, you're saying the question is what? Do I think it's right the punishment he received? The punishment that he received, and if it was a woman, the punishment that he received, was that a just punishment? And if it was a woman, should she receive the same punishment? Okay. I think that common sense dictates that, first off, anyone who does that against any human being should be punished, whether it be a male or female. Right. Um, A male is to protect the female. That's right. I believe that's natural law. And yes, for him ma'am. not to protect her 
and to uh, treat her physically like that, he should receive more punishment than a program. He should be, he should have been put out of the, the Baltimore Ravens. Right on, Stacy. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Well, starve him to death. So prevent him from uh, making a living to support his family. Well, he prevented himself from making right. a living from a family when he chose not to protect her. I mean, Aguna, would you have chose to to knock her out like that in an elevator? Uh, no, I would not. I think he he definitely deserves some type of punishment. Um, I don't think um, not that extreme. I don't know about. I, I think. I mean, the league would be within their purview to. I mean, and the Ravens would be in their purview to discipline him if they felt that it would impact their sales to the point or their brand to the point where they would lose money. They would they would be within their rights to release him. But I don't think that's the case. But I definitely think there should be some disciplinary action because you don't want to, you don't, you, you, as a player, he needs to, um, he he needs to present himself. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, there's some ethical things going on right there when he, you know, doing yeah. that in public and not, not, um, and actually. Well, not let me ask Todd. I got a question for Todd. Uh, my question is, guys, because I'm not sure exactly. Yeah, I want to be clear on something. So this guy, this athlete, he plays for NFL or something, and he apparently struck his wife or, or girlfriend or whatever. He hit her physically. He physically attacked her, and yet no consequence compared to a guy like Sterling who merely said something in private. There was no physical abuse or physical harm done to anybody. And yet he gets... Uh, the kind of punishment well, he gets? Well, here's, that the, thing with here's, the, here's the thing with Sterling, because Sterling, after he did that interview, um, he continued. See, the thing is, had he just been entrapped on that tape, that would have been one thing. He went in that interview and still continued to say some outlandish things. And at that point, like I said, with Ray Rice, if you're, you're starting to impact the brand. of the If the owners feel that, you know, he's impacting the brand. He's impacting, you know, he's, he's, he's detrimental to the brand of the league, to the players. they got players and fans talking about boycotts and stuff like that. They can move to sanction him or, or do that. They can move to do that. Now, he's within his rights to resist, I mean, within all fairness of the law and seeking injunction or whatever. But at the same time, um, you know, you every action has a, a consequence. So you but his action was only in words, and Silver, the guy who was the, uh, he was uh, responding, the first initial punishment was by on, uh, in a response to his uh, initial words. I understand what he's saying. He's just saying something about the punishment. He's just saying this boy got literally no punishment, and this uh, Sterling got a severe punishment. So which one is right? Yeah, but see, that's a matter of opinion. I mean, you, I mean, is really, it's, you know, which one is more severe? You, you're trying to decide. So you're, you're basically trying to, to play judge and jury here, saying that this punishment was more severe than the other. And well, I would a million say, dollars to Sterling. I would say dollars so. Sterling. Oh, well, see that. Well, that's just like that's within your opinion to view that view it that way. You know, it. I see a punishment as a punishment. You know, well, who is physical harm as a result of Sterling? Right. So then you think this uh, punishment fits the crime for him to go to counseling and be done with it? I don't. Uh, well, who's going to counseling? Which one? What are you 
I, wait, I think we're missing the point. And the point is, where are your ethics here? Is it about money or is it about harming another human being? You know, when exactly. Aguna talks about, you know, uh, Aguna says, well, you know, when it, and I'm not saying, Aguna, you're standing by this per se. I'm just saying this is what you said. And what you said was when it hurts the brand of the team that's going to affect their bottom line and their flow of monies, then uh-huh. they're going to do something about it. But yet if hurting a woman does not affect the bottom line and the money of the team, then they're just going to turn their back to it. I mean, how right. I, I didn't. Now, I, I didn't say it was right. I said it was, was within the Ravens' purview if they chose to release him. If they felt that way, they could do that. Right. Uh, I didn't I'm say that they should or they shouldn't. No, no, no. I'm not saying you were saying that. But I'm saying that's what you said was the truth. And I'm saying what you said was the truth. And if we as a, a, as a nation realize this, this is the truth, that they care more about their brand and their bottom line than hurting and beating women, then we've got, as people, have to look at that and say, hey, we can't allow this to happen. I agree. I agree, Stacey. That's wrong. Liberal Todd doesn't mind. Yeah, I think I agreed with Todd this time. I think Todd agreed with me on this one. I did. All right. It'll never happen again. Oh, thank you, Todd. You're a great man. <laughs> Well, that's why I like Todd. He's a reasonable guy once in a while. Yeah. While we're at it, let's move on. Um, President Obama was in Senegal about a year ago, and he um, talked about his support of gay rights, and the politicians in Kenya, where same-sex acts are treated as crimes, basically slammed President Obama's remarks at a separate religious event. Ooh. the deputy president, William Ruto, said Kenya will uphold its strong religious beliefs on homosexuality. This country, the nation of Kenya, is a God-fearing nation. Homosexuality is illegal in Kenya, where 90% of people believe homosexuality is wrong. Those who believe in other things, that is their business, Ruto said, referring to Obama's comments in support of gay marriage. We believe in God. And this is according to U.S. Uh, World and uh, U.S. News and World Report, uh, written by Emily Stanton last year. But what, what's, why we're talking about it now is That's in Kenya. That, Was that correct? That's in Kenya. That's in Kenya. Okay. And we're talking about it now because most uh, Kenya is the way it is or believes the way it does because America, a lot of American uh, missionaries went there. And, That's right. And, you know, spread the gospel to the Kenyan people, but yet it's amazing that American missionaries went there and did that, and Kenya's country adopted it, but America didn't. Keith, That's you amazing. Want to talk on that. You want to talk on that, Fair Keith? Enough. Yeah, I'd like to say this, that uh, I do find that ironic, too, and that's what kind of uh, amazed me about the story. Uh, You know, this has been, traditionally, this has been a country where, you know, the gospel of Jesus Christ has been able to flourish and expand and uh, advance to other countries in the world more than any other nation on earth. Um, And yet uh, we seem to be adopting, going the opposite direction of the gospel as far as our leaders are concerned and many of the cultures here. But that's, I guess that's the price of freedom, you know, and free choice. Let me just say this, though, I, and I don't know if Todd will agree with me on this, but I think it's reasonable to say this. 
I do not agree. I want it to be let let the record stand. I don't agree with some of the laws. I think uh, Nigeria as well as uh, Kenya. I don't agree with putting uh, gay couples in prison or um, say uh, ordering some kind of death sentence on them just for practicing homosexuality. I don't think that that is the uh, the right way to go for government to do that. I do believe, however, government should be like a bully pulpit and say, you know, basically talking about uh, following the laws of nature and following the proper laws. But I don't believe in putting people in prison for what they, for what two consenting adults choose to do in that sense, as long as, you know, they're not hurting somebody else and uh, inhibiting somebody else's freedom. So what they do in their bedroom, I'm, I would not go for invading that, that privacy and so forth. Uh, that, so that's just again, my opinion. So, so once again, and I, I hear what you're saying. In, in Nigeria, I think um, the punishment for homosexuality is at least is a minimum of 14 years in prison. I think that people are homosexuals are beaten in the streets. I mean, there's they really there's a huge there was a huge crackdown almost a year ago on um, same sex um, couples or whatever in Nigeria. They they there was a huge crackdown. And in fact, I think the State Department sanctioned Nigeria because of you know their position there. So what you're saying, Keith? I mean, you're 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 riding a very fine line. It's a slippery slope. You're basically you're you're saying two things. You're saying, hey, at one point you expect these countries to, you know, to follow America's lead on certain things, but then you don't want them to be as severe. And it's a no, no, I, I remember what I said. I said, don't you don't like you said they're beaten up on the streets. Well, that's wrong. They should be able to defend themselves. And if they are beaten in the streets, they have a right to defend themselves against that kind of abuse. But at the same time, I wouldn't suggest, I wouldn't say go for a law that says you must uh, put them away for, like you said, 14 years just for homosexual Again, uh, again you know, you're, not they're, listening, they're, you're not listening to my point. Is, is the point is that you want American exceptionalism to be embraced. However, you want it from your point of view. You want it from the natural law. You want certain, you want certain, um, interpretation of law. your natural law to be applied, and other countries aren't going to do that. They're going to apply it based on their culture. It's not. Oh, that's fine. I mean, that's Christian. them. Yeah. It's just not, I'm just giving an opinion. Can I finish, please? Yeah, go ahead. Huh? But so you guys are acting as if you know it was because the missionaries went to Kenya that they felt that homosexuality was wrong or something like that because they were following the gospel. No, there's a lot of other. There, there are other cultures that were coming into play and traditions that came into play for the reasons why these countries are acting the way they do, not just because we taught them civility or something like that. So you're, you're, mis you're trying to apply Western standards to a country that, you know, that has adapted some when it comes to religion and things of that nature, but they don't adapt others because not only is homosexuality punishable by death in certain, in certain countries, but also adultery is punishable by death. I mean, women having going. sex out of met, uh, out of wedlock is punishable by death, and can be you can be put in prison for that. So there, there's yeah, well, I feel the same way. of all kind of social issues that are applicable here, not just well, I still am consistent. I believe I'm being consistent with Scripture, where Jesus said, uh, "Let him he who is without sin cast the first stone." When they brought a woman to him to be stoned to death for adultery, he oh, did not really? encourage really? that. Really? Oh, okay. So that's right. But yet, but yet, so yet, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Right. Yet you're criticizing who for not 
embracing equality or homosexual or, or you're criticizing the U.S. for its position on same-sex marriage or you're criticizing Kenya? Well, have I ever suggested that anybody kill homosexuals because of their homosexual behavior? Have I ever said that? Well, what does it say in the Bible about that? Well, the Bible what says a lot of things. The Bible, the, Bible, the Bible actually, <laughs> again, it doesn't I, say to I'll kill them. I to go back and look at the Old Testament when it comes so we don't to live in, the non-believers. So it depends on your interpretation and what gospel you want to bring about at that time. So yeah, I mean, the Old again, Testament is what happens, what happens in Kenya is for the Kenyan people to decide on. Yeah, and okay. we shouldn't we shouldn't criticize the U.S. because we've evolved or we've 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 actually adapted certain cultural things. Again, it's up to the people to decide. Right. You know, and the okay, but let me let me just say for the sake want. of theology. Let me just say for the sake of theology, at least the way I was taught. And in theology, the Old Testament and the New Testament are, are okay. different so in the sense that. Theology, we're, are we well, let me let me just finish a, let me finish what I'm saying. Remember, separation of church and state. That's the reason why this country was founded to begin with. I know, I know. But let me let me finish what I'm saying so that you hear the clarity of what I'm trying to say, and then you can match it up wherever you think it applies. But uh, you know, the as far as the Old Testament law, talking about the law, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not steal, all of those things are under an old covenant which Christ did not do away with, but he said that basically we have forgiveness for our sins because of Christ. And therefore, you can be forgiven for those sins, which means that you don't have to suffer the total punishment of death for that sin. You have life through Christ. And that's all that's all about. Now, I'm not trying to bring that into the political realm here. I'm just saying that to get that straight is important for the listeners. If you think that, why have why have you not evolved your position on on same sex marriage and, and marriage equality? Well, because same sex marriage by nature, by natural law, same sex marriage is still contrary to the laws of nature's God. It's law is contrary to law, and you can't do that. Just like murder is contrary to natural law. Right or wrong? We don't always put murderers to death. Sometimes we put murderers in prison for life. We don't kill every murderer, do we? By the same token, we shouldn't necessarily kill everyone who practices homosexuality. <laughs> but we know it's wrong. It's like murder is wrong. Who determines that? You? Say again? Who determines that? Well, I don't determine it. I'm only telling you what the law, the laws of nature say. Now, the society Based determines that. Every Based society has a, has a right to determine it. In our Based society... Well, let me You're hold on. In our society, we're, they're now saying gay marriage or same-sex marriage is legal. I didn't determine that. That was uh, judges who determined that, and that were uh, you know public officials. They're saying it's it's legal. So what am I? What are, you know? I'm not saying that uh, I, I disagree with it, and I'll never treat it as legal. But that's what certain society is saying. Certain parts of society. In another society, they're saying it's wrong. So, again, we have all these different choices that are still determined by society. The people voted against it, and then a judge overturned it. <laughs> so, you know, we still have that battle going on. doesn't make it right. You got it? Uh, I mean, just I, be clear on what I, I'm I saying. you've forgotten what you were saying. No, but, I'm just okay. saying, just because if you're talking uh, while I'm talking, it's hard for me to... Uh, I just want you to be clear as to what I'm, what I'm saying or what I, the way I think on this. I'm not saying that my law is the law. I'm talking about a higher moral law than myself. I'm not talking about my law. I'm talking about the laws of nature and nature's God. This is God's law. 
He is the creator of all mankind, and he determines our conduct. Right. And you're saying it so enthusiastically that we that we should believe you, right? Even though it's interpreted by you. <laughs> well, you don't have to believe me. No, you don't have to believe me. In fact, a lot of people don't believe me and don't uh, agree with me. You understand that it's still that you're a bottom man and you're not God. So for you to you know, to play God in certain situations <laughs> to kind of <laughs> to judge or to be judged, you know, I think that's that you're I think you're kind of cherry picking there. All right, but uh, but the still the bottom line is the reality is the people vote for what they want. In this country, we have representatives. We vote, but when a judge overturns the will of the people, then we we don't have a representative government anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what happened in California and many other states. Gay marriage was a result of judges who overturned the will of their people in the different states. Well, what happens, well, what happens in, even in the case of civil rights, what happens when people are in the minority, right, and they still have their rights being challenged or violated? Because, again, if, if, you, if, you're, if, if that's the case, we wouldn't, in the South, we wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have desegregated because no matter how much the popular vote, I mean, the popular, is the popular vote always hold up this this moral natural law that you talk about? No. I mean they would have still they would have been still you would have still had civil rights uh you know, voter voter rights violations in the South had you taken it to a popular vote back in the sixties. Well so let's where, use Dr. Where, King. Is the, where is the position of the judge in that instance? Well let's let's use Dr. King's argument. Okay, since you don't really take much confidence in mind. Look at Dr. King when he said in his uh in the Birmingham letter, he wrote while he was in jail. I, 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 I any am law familiar. that contradicts the laws of God is a law that is of no good. That's no good. That law is abrogated. He said any law that contradicts the laws of God is no law. And that was sim- similar to Aquinas and Augustine and all of the other thinkers, the philosophers of the past. He was quoting them, and I agreed with him. So give me one way that, um, you know, affirmative action, how does it contradict natural law to say that I can't eat in the same restaurant as a, as a white person or drink out of the same water fountain or go to the oh, same white, uh, church? Whites thought that blacks were not equal, and so therefore they should not exactly. marry white. Not well, you may have thought that, but that's they, not they, what the founders thought. Superior. They felt that they were naturally superior, naturally. therefore they were empowered by the same natural law because those in power try to determine what this natural law is. Again, you're just but a man, and you're you're voting, you're quoting Thomas Aquinas. You're, you know, you're, but the the original thinkers of natural law was who Aristotle, Socrates, and who was their god or multiple gods. So I mean, again, you're 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 trying to cherry pick and apply it based on your ideology, which you can do. But at the same time, it's biased based on your core beliefs. And, again, those in power tend to determine what natural law or who, again, comes down to survival of the fittest. Those in the majority try to determine what this natural law or embodied to, to enforce it. So, I, I mean, again, I hear what you're saying, but it's biased based on that. Well, it couldn't have been the uh, survival of the fittest because if that were the case, then that means we could just kill everybody or let people die off who gets, who gets sick or people who are, say, mentally retarded or people who, you know, have no um, 
or don't have the strength that other people have. So I don't think that well, that you, is uh, at that, all natural that, that law or interpretation. That never happened. Natural law, they that understand natural law as being a law that is rooted in Scripture, meaning the Bible. And that is where we get our understanding of natural law. And so the when, they, when Dr. King... Oh my God! When okay. Dr. King fought for our based civil rights, on, he used that on, natural law principle. He argued that, and he made a great argument for natural law. Okay, let's move uh, on to the voters. Let's move on to the voters. Tonight is is a pretty important night. Uh, we have election primaries, midterm election primaries for 2014, and what's so pivotal about the elections today all over the country is this can be the turning point for Republicans to take over the Senate. If we look at the 2004 Kentucky Senate primary results, according to Politico.com, we have, um, for Democrats, A. Grimes has been declared the winner, and Mitch McConnell has been declared the winner. You know, oh, they, no. They, they, uh, uh, who said oh, no? Who said oh, I no? I hate that. <laughs> he he won, Stacey? Mitch uh, McConnell, shoot. yes. Oh, like darn Mitch McConnell, it. The Senate Major Minority Leader? Yeah. Why don't you like Mitch McConnell? Mitch McConnell is not a true uh, conservative. Mitch McConnell is a rhino. He is a rhino in sheep's uh, clothing. He is not a conservative Republican. He is as progressive as John McCain so, and many of the others who well, yeah. run the show. Fully conservatives can be in the Republican Party. Last I checked, you can have you can be moderates. You can be a number of. Last I checked, the, the Republican, the conservatives don't have a monopoly on the Republican Party. No, so they I don't. And I last agree with I you. heard, and and last I heard, the Tea Party is on its way out. Is that true? I mean, a lot of reports on TV and online are saying that the Tea Party has lost its steam. Is that true, uh, Keith? I think they have lost a little steam there, only because of, uh, and I'll tell you why I believe that. This is just my own opinion. My own opinion is that they have lost steam because they have allowed the uh, the infiltration of the libertarian view, which is more of a, you know, excuse the natural law argument. In other words, take out, reject the founding principles of natural law, meaning the moral foundation of the Republican Party. So I believe that that is why we are losing the country as a whole and why we are compromising even in the uh, Tea Party. It's because of the libertarian idea. So the libertarian view is, you know, anti-overreach of government. The libertarian view is is stay out of foreign wars that we shouldn't be involved with, involved Uh in. I mean, so, I mean... And what about the social issue? This is, what this about is the social danger. issue? This is the danger of the conservative movement within the Republican Aguna, Party. what about the social issue? You forgot that. Where do they stand? From a social perspective, what are you talking about? I mean, I, I look at... He, the, the gay rights is what he's talking about. He, he, people like him, uh, they fill their lives with gay people. Thank so you, sir. He's only talking See, my about man, gay My guys. man, he is sharp. That's but right. From, you, from you a libertarian right? perspective... Uh, they are pro. They 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 were pro gay rights in certain to a certain degree because they don't want the uh, government impacting. They're all about civil liberties. They're all about maintaining their ah. liberties. Ah, so, you know, okay. Stay out of my. Stay out of the bedroom. So anyway, the so problem back to that again, Stacey. Uh, back to the original problem that we were talking <laughs> about: the conservative right 
trying to railroad the Republican Party, it's as if the conservatives feel that if you're not conservative, you shouldn't be a Republican. But it shouldn't. It's exactly the opposite. The Republican Party should be comprised of. It should be comprised of libertarians. It should be comprised of moderates. It should be comprised of independents. You don't have a monopoly on the party. That makes it unique. That's what the founding fathers wanted. They wanted debate. They don't want. For some reason. Conservatives think they have some moral authority, and if you're not a true conservative, you no longer belong in the Republican Party, and that's going down the wrong road. And as you can see, it's pigeonholed the party now. They, they, it, they're, they're labeled as racist. They're labeled as intolerant to gay. I got a party. question for you. In, in all of these debates, core principles. In all these the core discussions, should be. Excuse uh, me. Can I finish real quick? Yeah. I mean, there are five things that, in my opinion will draw people to the Republican Party. And when it comes to low taxes, small government, a strong military, um, you also could argue about, you know, family values, but, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of being clouded here and there. So, I mean, there, there are things that people can identify with and agree with. However, you know, these conservatives come across as racist and intolerant. They don't want to compromise. They don't want to legislate, and they'd rather shut down government versus having an educated debate around things. And the other thing is um, believing in innovation and science. But, you know, you, you, you're, you're conflicted with the evangelical light because they want to deny certain scientific facts. So they've turned off a huge contingent of the population just because they feel that you have to be a conservative in order to be a Republican, and that's ridiculous. Well, there's a lot I could respond to because you, you have such a long wind when it comes to that. And, uh, but let me just try to be more specific here. I'm thinking, uh, you know, the, have you ever seen, have you heard, what if, uh, and I, my question would be to not only you, Aguna, but I'd like to hear Todd on this one. In the country, and Stacy, in the country, in all these debates, how much do you hear the conserva- conservative argument being argued that, um, you know, all the fiscal conservatism that, that, uh, Aguna just talked about, you know, lower taxes, less government. How much of that actually resonates among a people who majority of them probably are low information? They don't really care that much about any election other than getting, you know, it's like Romney said at one point, the 47 percent. How many people are making that argument? Blame how many the people do you hear? Huh? Blame the messaging. Because people are, are making the argument, but when you allow – when, when the Tea Party, who first started off, you know, arguing about the bailouts, then all of a sudden wants to change to social issues and, and argue about Obamacare and these other things. And then, so basically they become the puppet of the Republican Party or the establishment Republican Party that they're supposed to be in defiant of. And then they try, you know, you on the show, you come on and try to say, oh, that's the establishment Republicans. But every argument that the conservatives make, are in support of the establishment Republicans and doing nothing in Congress, you lose exactly. your whole way. Exactly. I mean, so you haven't really you heard the conservative argument then. The conservative argument leans towards uh, the social conservatism that I was just talking about. Let me give you one quick example. But, that, that, but that's a distraction, Chief. Let me, just, that's let me give you this you quote. That's what you don't understand. When you're talking about social issues in a country that, in a country like the United States, which, you know, social issues are uh, – are our deal breaker in many cases, and you're not talking about the fiscal. Because I mean, that's the argument. If, you, if we come in on the show and talk about low taxes, we talk about you know fiscal responsibility, an efficient government, a small government. You talk about deregulation where it makes sense 
I mean, those are things that resonate with people. But instead, you want to come on here and talk about gay marriage and all this other stuff that makes people angry or make people, you know, move away from the conservative argument. The social conservative argument, <laughs> where I do think there's a place for it, there's not going to be a unifying factor in the party. And that's why the Tea Party has lost momentum. They, they move well, more I... conservative issues and not the fiscal re- responsible issues that actually resonate with everybody. No one I differ with talking. you. I differ with you on that, not strongly. Let me tell you why. Because I mm-hmm. talk to people all the time about social issues. It's just that I, I deliver the message in the same way I do on this show. When I talk about gay marriage, I am not speaking against a certain people. I'm speaking against a principle that is not according to natural law. But natural law has to be understood as as a way things work. If you are doing something contrary to the way something is supposed to be worked or or created to work, then you get a result that is uh, detrimental to the health of the individual. And that's what I talk about all the time. I'm not attacking gay people. I'm talking about that lifestyle and that behavior, which is contrary to the conduct of natural law, the way the Founding Fathers talked about as well. Slavery was the same way, contrary. And they knew this, but here's the thing. I want to give you a quote here real quickly. It's not a long say. This is, uh, this is uh, John Quincy Adams. President John Quincy Adams said, From the day of the Declaration the people of North American Union and its constituents, states, were associated bodies of civilized men and Christians in a state of nature, but not of anarchy. They were bound by the laws of God, which they all, and by the laws of the gospel, which they nearly all, I highlight nearly all, acknowledged as the rules of their conduct. See, we need, if you have in a society a majority or, say, a a number of people who believe a certain way, then you have a certain effect. Right now, that has changed in this country. I acknowledge that. I never deny that. I know that this country has changed. We have changed in our, in our culture, so we no longer believe in natural law as being the superior and transcendent law. That's why I'm trying to bring us back. That's all. And that is my whole purpose in being on the show. You sort of guide us back that direction. You say I'm wrong-winded? Well, I, no, I'm just telling you. I'm trying to guide them back. I just uh, gave you a quote, and that quote was a bit long, lengthy, I understand. But all I'm saying is that I'm trying to bring people back to the understanding of natural law and the value of it in keeping a civil society. That's all. Well, and, and so you're judging what a civil society is. You're judging what people should do. And all That's I'm correct. saying is from the conservative message, I mean, if, 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 get me wrong. Don't, don't get me wrong. If you, if you want to unite people and let people understand, you need to start with a message that people can identify with. And that's always been fiscal responsibility. Now, when you get on this natural law, you know, when you get in, you sitting here pontificating about natural law and acting as if certain groups don't belong because of a lifestyle or, uh, or a belief that you have and they don't or vice versa, that's a, that, that, that's a wedge issue, and that always puts people on two sides of the fence. Be it you consider yourself right, wrong, or indifferent, rounding in in the gospel or whatever, but if, if from a Republican Party perspective and trying to grow and trying to actually push a conservative agenda, you must first start with the, with the fiscal responsible message. 
and we've always moved away from that because it's always been natural law, my liberty, not your liberty, or your liberty takes away from my liberty, and that message doesn't resonate well with the majority of Americans. Well, let me let me just say one more thing before Stacey okay, gets here. Okay, this is it. Yeah, yeah let me say one more thing about that. Stacey, this is important, and please hear what I'm saying. If we start with the fiscal responsibility message, then all that's going to do is cause more division in the sense that people will think that you're trying to take something away from them that they have been accustomed to, like, for example, welfare, uh, you know, and all these minimum wage laws, all this stuff, uh, you know, uh, with their handouts and programs. That's why in the uh, poor communities they are saying that Republicans have no heart because they're just taking away something that they think is theirs. And we have an entitlement mentality right now. You've got to change that. You can only change it through a social awareness. You can't just say, hey, let's cut these entitlement programs. You have to have a solution it. You have to give people options. Yeah, I agree with you. These entitlement programs that aren't grounded in rights or grounded more so in, you know, in, 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 in more entitlement versus rights. I mean, you, you have to give people options. You can't just take away from one program and just cut across the board. You have to look at it from a strategic perspective and debate that. You should, it's all, yeah, I'm all for getting people off of welfare if you have a vehicle to do so. I'm not sitting here to say, I'm not going to sit here and say cut welfare, knowing that it's just a small fraction of the budget that we spend and in, in order to fund these big defense programs and not even have a, a rational conversation around, you know, trying to help people move out of poverty. I mean, those are discussions we should, we should have and debate. We shouldn't sit here and say, hey, you know what, you're on welfare as an entitlement, you shouldn't be on it, therefore, you know, if, you're going, if you want to change people's behavior, you have to do it in a fiscal responsible way, but also a rational way. I mean, you can't just cut and just expect people to react that way. You have, especially when there's all this other waste, fraud, and abuse that's going on in the government that we can really, you know, do away with. So that's, that's the thing. And now that's always, okay. always done along partisan lines and special interests. Special interests, oil industry, defense industry, they always drive the debate versus actually helping people. All right. Let's, I, I just want to go over this because we're, we're out of time, but let's go over the 2014 um, primary elections, which is pretty interesting. Let's talk about the gubernatorial, uh, gubernatorial primary results by state, according to politico.com. Arkansas, um, the Democrats, they, it, it isn't in, in yet, uh, of course, because of the time difference. The polls have not closed there, so we don't know who the Republican or Democrat uh, nominees will be. In Georgia, uh, Jay Carter ran uncontested for the uh, the primary, the Democrat Jay Carter, and the Republicans had three different candidates up, N. Deal, D. Pennington, and Jay Barge, and it looks like N. Deal is looking to win that one. In Idaho, uh, of course, uh, it's because of the time difference, the polls have not closed. Therefore, we don't have a uh, settled who will who will represent each party for the governorship there. In Oregon, same thing. In Pennsylvania, we have uh, Tom Corbett uncontested. Of course, he's going to represent the Republican Party. And then it's a big runoff for uh, Rob McCord, McGinty, Schwartz, and Tom Wolf. Um, and there has been nothing um, on the polls close to eight tonight. 
or 8.30, and there's been nothing uh tell us who will win the Democratic primary for governor in those states. Any comments before I move on? Okay, the Senate. Um, we're looking at Arkansas Senate primary, according to Politico.com. T. Cotton is representing the Republicans, and M. Pryor is representing the Democrats in Georgia. We have uh, M. Nunn uh, leading the pack as a Democrat, and then we have a lot of um, Republicans uh, in this re- primary with Jay Kingston uh, on top with 38.7% of the vote. In Idaho, of course, no results yet. In Kentucky, what we said, A. Grimes wins for the Democrats and uh, Mitch McConnell for the Republicans. In Oregon, M. Callahan is, uh, well, we don't know yet, actually, and um, for the Senate Republican side. And then uh, for the Democrat Republican side, uh, we're not sure yet. You know, I don't know if you know, the Oregon um, Senate, everyone sends in their votes by mail. So what was interesting that Oregon Senate hopeful candidate, Monica Webby, who is a medical doctor, was accused by her ex-boyfriend last year of stalking him, entering his home without permission and harassing his employees, according to a Portland, Oregon police report. She's a pediatric neurosurgeon. She's leading the, uh, she's the leading Republican candidate to challenge Senator Jeff Merkley, a Democrat for Oregon, and she is a stalker. Even her ex-husband said she's a stalker. And I'm wondering if these types of political tactics, meaning someone brought this up, someone brought it to the attention of the voters, would make a difference in whether or not she's able to win the primary. Um, and, and the question becomes, you know, since Oregon is a state where they literally mail in the ballots, when this information came in, is it too late? Start with us. Um, I think uh, <clears throat> that, that, that that's news. When, when somebody's a stalker, you know, you have to think that they're mentally unbalanced, unstable. So uh, I think it's, it's evidently this has been, uh, she has a criminal record. This has been dealt with through the course. She doesn't have a criminal record. She does not have a criminal criminal record. She was stopped by police and questions, questioned. However, she was not charged with anything. She uh, People, her ex-husband made complaints and this uh, boyfriend made complaints. And then the boyfriend uh, said, hey, uh-huh. I had not have made complaints. He supports okay. her now. Um, okay. But they were complaints. They weren't uh, criminal. Okay, uh, it wasn't substantiated with uh, anything. Okay, then, then that's unfortunate. No, then that is unfortunate. That, uh, but and it that does talk to her be, state of it, mind. It does, but he, they, these people could have been, and it's peculiar-wise, more than one person. But the fact that it's two people tells you a little something. But I don't think that should have been public record, and people use well, that. Well, of course it's, it's public record, but the question was, should this be something that influences that information that the voters of Oregon have the right to know? Aguna, do the voters of Oregon have the right to know that she has been of accused allegedly of stalking? Aguna. Aguna. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah, I mean yeah, I think they have the right to know. I mean, um I think um you know, anytime you have to 
to evaluate someone, especially a public uh, you know, elected official, you, you have to let you know now <laughs> whether it's relevant. I, I know, so you're saying that these ch- charges were filed or they weren't filed? They, they weren't filed? Uh, even they though were not said filed. Oh, okay. He so, I mean, without his permission. He called the police. He left, which was smart. He didn't hit her in the elevator and knock her out like Ray Rice. He left right. his home. But, his home. That's but, his yeah, home. So, I mean, like I said, I think the public has a right to know, but the only thing, is, once they know and then there's no charges filed, then she she should, you know, either make a statement or, you know, defend or refute whatever, you know, whatever charges. But the fact that there were no charges filed, you know, that tells you something as well. And, you know, there's no telling what's going on from a domestic standpoint in this situation. It could have been some vendetta either way with the husband or the boyfriend or whatever. But, um, yeah, the public has a right to know, but they should be, they, but she also has the right to defend herself or to, um, to make a statement to, you know, to refute or to, um, <laughs> or to comment on the issue. Or to confirm. Um, right. I mean, how does this look for the GOP, Keith? <laughs> Well, everything is usually spun against us, uh, the GOP, uh, because of the fact that the media basically are so much in the uh, bank for this administration. So there's nothing positive that's going to come from the media towards the GOP. So to answer your question, not good. It's not going to look good, you know, from the media's uh, perspective. And then my question to anyone who wants to answer is, why put this out after the ballots have been sent? People cannot unsend their ballots. So what will (laughs) that do? What is the the point of doing that? Anyone can answer that. What do you think the point was of whoever did that to do it? Wow. Anybody? Todd Aguna? I guess they don't know what the point is. So. They want to yeah, know what you did. <laughs> yeah, who who put it out there? I mean, you got to look at. I mean, there's, there's still a lot, a lot of question marks here. Who put it out? Did the media put it out there? Did the media leak it? Or what? I mean, so I'm surprised it didn't go out before the ballots were sent. If there was something, I mean, it, it wouldn't you want to influence the ballot versus yeah. sending it out after the fact. Well, it says report surfaced. It didn't say where it came from. Well, if it comes from the media, like I said, it will never be positive towards the GOP. So that's pretty much you can take that to the bank. <laughs> okay, let's start with our roundtable. We have time, Keith. Let's start with you. Oh, Keith, okay. Well, uh, I go back to what I was uh, saying before. Uh, it is my purpose, at least to, you know, with the um, being invited on this show, which I enjoy so much. I appreciate Stacy for letting me come on. And it is my my goal is to try to convince or at least persuade listeners, not necessarily the people that <laughs> I'm debating with and who oppose my views on this show, no disrespect, but mostly the people who are listening. If there are people listening out there who may not or may be on the fence, may not quite understand, I'm trying to bring a little more clarity as to what it is to be conservative, at least in my view. Again, everybody has their view, just as Aguna said. But my view, I'm trying to make clear so that hopefully it might possibly persuade people who might want to, you know, adopt that same view. And my view, I believe, is pretty much reflective of the founding principles, the founders. And, and people on this show have yet to challenge me on that. 
as far as uh, whether it's actually coming from the founders or not. But if you look at records, you look at history, it has come from the founders. What I'm saying is I, I clearly study this because I believe these views are applying to all mankind, particularly the Declaration principles. And that is that their conduct was a certain way based on a Christian, Judeo-Christian worldview of the founding. Not all the founding fathers were necessarily Christian, but a Christian worldview was generally accepted by the people who signed that document, the Declaration of Independence and Constitution. And that's what I love about it. Even though there was slavery, yes, we had slavery at the same time they adopted it. And at the same time, some of them who signed it had slaves. Yes, that's true. But uh, that is, it, is not, it, is not a, it is not a contradiction to say that, yes, all men have sinned. All men have screwed up. All men are imperfect. That's why they gave us a limited form of government, which had to be kept in check, because men are not perfect. None of us are. So that okay. is why I do fight for that. But I have to start from the social perspective and not from the fiscal perspective. The fiscal is a result of the social, not the other way around. That's why we spend all this money, because we're trying to think that we can do it better than letting people do better for themselves based on a free market. And that's what okay. we see going on right now in our country. So the all social right. issues are what's fueling the fiscal issues. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, and um, yeah, I appreciate Keith's comments. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't more disagree uh, with the approach, though, because, uh, again, it's, I think even though the social issues may be fueling the fiscal, I think you should have to start with the fiscal because that's a unifying factor. And if you, even in his long pontification about rights and natural law, I mean, you see there's a, there's a sense of entitlement. There's a sense of my view supersedes your view because my view is coming from a higher power. What's empowered him to do so is what's in question. And, again, he may ground it in the Constitution, which he feels that he knows oh so, so well, but at the same time, <laughs> at the end of the day, you tell him he's a, he bleeds, he's a better man. So um, just got to be careful with, with man's interpretation of God's law because evil men use it for evil purposes. Now, that being said, um, I do want to send a, a, a special shout-out to my cousin, Ashley Williams. She graduated from Morgan State University this past weekend with a degree in electrical engineering. And I do think, um, you know, the, the future of this country lies in science, technology, engineering, and math. I think uh, we, we as a, a people need to really educate ourselves and get engaged. And part of that means access and, <laughs> and getting, you know, getting an education, not necessarily going to college, but at least trying to better your skills and to becoming well-informed. Because one of the things I wholeheartedly agree with Keith on is, is the, the media in this country, not necessarily saying it, it vilifies the GOP, but we need to look at the sources that we're getting our information from and challenging those sources um, and, and looking for the truth and forming opinions and not, being, not having our opinions just validated through one special outlet. We need to pursue and discover as part of our educational process. So I do congratulate her and the rest of the graduates from Morgan State and in there. It's a, it's a journey. I think that our society will be better if we, um, if we all pursue an education. The last one I want to make, and hopefully, Stacy, maybe next time we can talk about 
on the show is uh, it's, uh, some of the issues with climate change. I think that would be a good debate as, uh, that we can bring that into this discussion, just talking about climate change and the, uh, the political ramifications there. Oh, Definitely. Junk Thank si- you. Junk science. <laughs> Computer-simulated junk science. <laughs> Cousin Todd. Facts. He hate those things right. called facts, don't you? <laughs> okay. Sorry, Todd. Okay, I wanted to first uh, say to Keith about this natural law. (laughs) I love it. If one has to tell another one what natural law is, that means it isn't natural. Huh? What's that again, Todd? I didn't quite get it. If you have to tell somebody else what is natural law, that means it isn't natural. What's natural to some is not natural to others. That is natural in and of itself. Wow. That's all. Now, let me move on to um, uh, congratulate my goddaughter, who too just graduated. Uh, She graduated from Tufts in Boston. Uh, she just graduated medical school, so congratulations to Latia. That's where we were this weekend in Boston, all weekend. And uh, congratulations. Doctor, doctor, Dr. Latia. Yes. Dr. Latia. I just said medical school. So congratulations to her and her class. Uh, it was a wonderful graduation, um, long, but it was brilliant. It was uh so I was so moved by uh, all the graduates, and they were so excited, and, uh, you know, life is a- ahead of them, and they worked so hard, and just congratulations to them. They were wonderful. And all of her girlfriends, she had a lot of girlfriends, and we went to their parties and stuff. It was just the best. So I wish them luck. And, uh, again, Latia, congratulations. That's all. Uh, hey, wow, I can't believe it. Just real quick, Stacey, um, at Morgan State's uh, graduation, Eric Holder had the, was one of the, uh, of the speakers there, and he actually wow. had a special name for Keith. He said, Keith, don't ask him anything about Benghazi or anything else. <laughs> you know, just stick with uh, natural law, and we'll be okay. <laughs> right. Keith, wish he had a, a special uh, message for him. Right, Keith? Well, say that again now? Who has a special message? He said, go ahead, going to say it again. Oh, I no, said, um, he's not saying I it said again. Eric Holder was the speaker, and he had a message for you in natural. He said, just stick with natural law and just stay out of any other law because I, um, <laughs> I think that's what you do so well, pontificate about natural law. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate that because natural law is not what we follow, so somebody has to talk about it. Since we are all following our own laws, we are all a law unto ourselves. You see? That's why we have such confusion. Everybody's a law unto themselves. They are. Okay. Um, To our awesome first responders in our community, you make our lives livable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To our women and men of the U.S. military for all that you do and sacrificing your lives so that Keith is free to talk about natural law. We thank you. On behalf of Aguna, the Nigerian moderate Republican, Keith and my cousin Todd. I'm Stacey Johnson. Thank you for joining us. Let's keep this conversation going on Twitter and Facebook at Spoiler Picks. We'll talk to you next week tonight. <laughs>